What's up, dirtbags? Welcome to episode 204 of the Midwest Angler Podcast. Scott Sturman, Matt Deitch, what's going on? Oh, not a lot, man. Just uh, doing dirtbag stuff. Out, yeah, just out doing dirtbag stuff. Uh, just living the dream, I guess. That's right. You? Uh, not uh, not a whole lot, I guess. Just doing dirtbag stuff, also. And uh, if you're new to this program and you're wondering what the heck dirtbag stuff is, uh, that's just Midwest Angler Podcast stuff. Uh, uh, Dirtbag is the name that uh, the listeners of this program uh, uh, wear like a badge of honor. They do. I mean, I'm sure that there's some of them that have already uh, talked to their tattooist and, you know, getting set up so they get straight across the forehead, straight across it. Yeah. Maybe a couple throat tats or something like that. Badass. So. Badass. <laughs> nope. Uh, you are officially uh, 45, 50 seconds into this show. Uh, you're now a dirtbag if you're listening. Uh, so we, uh, we appreciate you turning in, uh, yeah, for episode 204. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Dakota Angler in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Uh, it's out on the north side, uh, what? Is that Benson Road. Benson Road. Yep, Benson um, Road. Yeah, a little bit uh, east of the airport up there. That big yep, weather right ball off, that's kind of by yeah, the... Yep. Right off of Cliff Avenue. Yep, uh. And uh, Dakota Angler, uh, they've got uh, they've got all your uh, fishing needs uh, right now. They've got uh, uh, clam hub, uh, one hundred and fifty dollars off the X four hundred. Yeah, sweet um, shack, very sweet. Um, they got uh, all their all their otter, Eskimo, Strike Master, Striker products. They're all on sale. Um, if you uh, if you didn't get uh, what you needed for this ice season uh, before the ice season started, uh, get in there right now and uh, get yourself a deal. But if you can't get in there, go online. Go online. They got all code. kinds of great deals online too. I was looking the other day. I've got a I've got a cart filled up right now. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Just waiting to hit that button. You ever you I, I I know we got to talk about Dakota Angler here for a second, but Shimano Siena's you for them. Oh yeah, there's a lot of people that are really for them. Oh, I've yeah. never personally used them, but nice I got a couple reels. in my cart. And, nice little reels. Ah, uh, oh, the price was right. Right, I think. you can't go wrong with it. I think I think I'm going to buy a two B little nude. Are you little noodle? All uh, right. Topper had one. I fished with it one day, and I was like, you know what? Kind of like this. I can go for that rod. I, like the feel. I can go for that rod. I I've kind of I don't know. I've kind of wanted a two B or a, a Elliot rod. Yeah. Uh, you know, just. I don't know. wanted to wanted to see what that was all about, and uh, haven't done it yet. But uh, it's in my cart. Just uh, gonna pull the trigger one of these days. And uh, not only that, go on www.dakotaangler.com. Not only can you do some shopping, but they have all like the area fishing reports. Uh, they got their two minute or their two minute. It's usually longer than that report that Todd does each week. So you know, go on there and check it out too. Lets you know where the bite is and. Uh, you figure out where the bite is, and you get to save yourself some money by using code DIRTBAG. So uh, that, that is, is over right. at uh, dakotaangler.com. Uh, give, them, uh, give, it, give it a look, and uh, if you make it into the store, uh, give them a rat, razz them up a little bit and tell them we sent you. So That's right. Uh, Matt, you know, it, I, ice season is officially uh, kicked off, and, and I don't know what it is about ice season over open water season, but ice season certainly seems to bring out more of the, uh, I guess what we're going to call pro staffers. It does. Pro staffers. And and for those of you guys that have been listening to this show uh, uh, for, I don't know, probably like less than six months, maybe you've heard the term be uh, thrown around a little bit, but uh, every once in a while we've used the term mega motor. And uh, just to kind of give you a little background on that, uh, Dale Brisby, uh, YouTube personality, whatever, he he's a cowboy guy, and uh, he, he uh, was really using the term super puncher. Probably didn't come from him. I don't know where it came from, but... Uh, in my uh, in my many days of ranching down That's at the right. Cox Ranch, uh, you know they they quickly learned that I was the top hand, and and that I was a that I was a super puncher. Like and, I, and you know you know what we call R and R, rest and relaxation. Uh, yeah, you know what R and R down there is, ranching and rodeoing. Ranching and rodeoing. <laughs> yep. And and the second I got down to the Cox Ranch, they knew. Boy, this guy's into some R and R. Yep. Like they knew I I was a hand and uh and you know, I that I was a super puncher and, and a super puncher, that's like the top cowboy, like and and you know, elaborate about it, kind of in your face about it. 
uh, flashy, you know, going to let you know that they are the top hand on that ranch, and that's me, top hand Scott Sturman. <laughs> but uh, in, in the fishing world, there just wasn't really a name for that guy that was on the most pro staffs and, and you know, was really kind of in your face about it. Probably makes a few too many social media posts. Uh, you, you, probably, as I'm, as I'm saying promoting this, in his sleep. Exactly. As I'm saying this, you're. I, I know every single guy listening to this is like, oh yeah, oh my god, I know yep, a mega yep. motor. I know that that there is a mega motor, not a super puncher, a mega motor, and uh, we we came up with that here. I don't know how long ago, a year, two years ago, or whatever. That was a while ago. And uh, we we kind of went away from it. Uh, well, we didn't go away from it, but we really haven't brought it up a whole lot. You know, maybe just in passing, whatever. And I just really thought that it was time to uh, to uh, let uh, the listeners know uh, some again, of the new you know? ones know, and yeah, some of the yeah. some of our uh, veteran listeners. You know, they want to hear some Mega Mountain. Yep. And so uh, if you've ever heard of Jeff Foxworthy, you have heard them talk about uh, you might be a redneck. Uh-huh. If, uh, you know, if, if somebody asks for your ID, you show them your belt buckle, you, you might, might be, be a redneck. redneck. Well, you know, this is this is uh, where you might be a Mega Motor. So I told Matt, hey, come up with five. Uh, you might be a Mega Motor. I came up with five. And uh, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to read them out to you do you want you want to start off or you want me Uh, to you why don't you go first okay my first uh my first one is uh if you have ever taken professional family pictures in your pro team jersey you might be a mega motor (laughs) that's right (laughs) all the kids the Uh, wife they're all dressed up nice sunday best you know you you've got on your pro team jersey (laughs) One of the reasons why I'm laughing is my first one is very similar to that. Okay. Mine was going to be if you ever showed up to any of your kids' sporting events or, <laughs> oh, like, yeah. or concerts or anything like that in your, yep. in your team jersey. Yep. yep. <laughs> Just, I mean, you got to set the tone and let the other parents know, like, not only uh, is my kid pretty good out there on the mat, pretty good at uh, slam dunks. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I'm also on the pro team. Did you know? Did you know? Did you know? Yeah. In case you were wondering. Yeah, hey, hey. Actually, you, I really wasn't. So do, sorry, Do you Jim. fish? Oh, geez, you caught me so <laughs> off guard. Caught me so off guard. All right, so so that's yours uh, if you've ever wore a uh, pro team jersey to, uh, to uh, your kids' events. Okay, uh, number two, if you've got a sticker on your pickup that says pro staff. You right. might be a mega motor. That's definitely one. I'm all for the, you know, I mean, if you're uh, if you're an otter guy and you got an otter sticker in, in the back window of your pickup, I'm all for that. Right. I'm 100% all for that. But when you, you know, and I doubt that any company actually has those stickers, you know, just. Yeah, right. You know, I know that, what you're saying. So, so I think that you probably went down to your local sticker dude and was like, hey, <laughs> hey man, not only I do I want idea. that otter. But I want pro staff underneath oh, of it. Yep. If, if if you've done that, and it's on your truck more than one place, yeah, it that, can't just be, be in one spot. It's got to be across your windshield. <laughs> Although it is dangerous and inconvenient, <laughs> I do love Fig Newtons. <laughs> That's right. Actually, yesterday was National Fig Newton Day. So. Oh my gosh! And I missed it. You did. I missed it. <laughs> All right. What you uh, got? My next one is. If nobody else's auger blades are sharper than your auger blades, <laughs> you might be a mega motor. Yep. You ever see that where people start talking about augers online and guys get on there and it's less like, I've got the sharpest blades on my auger. I can outcut. Somebody says, you know, I just don't, I can't get that many holes out of a battery. How sharp are your blades? Yeah, <laughs> your blades aren't sharp enough. <laughs> I'm taking them in the house and I'm shaving with my auger blades. That's how sharp they are. You know, some uh, some guys' point of pride is being a little bit bigger down south. Some guys <laughs> just having sharper true. auger blades. That's right. That's all that comes down to. How did you end up with your wife? Well, she <laughs> saw how sharp my auger <laughs> blades were. <laughs> you see how clean that ice hole is. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> oh man. Uh, All right, uh, if you have ever taken a picture with a fish, changed hoodies to a different brand, and then taken another pic with the same fish. That's right. If you got to bring an extra bag along for, for all your... <laughs> change of clothes. For your wardrobe. Yep. you got to bring a wardrobe along ice fishing just to get some pics. Yep. You, uh, 
You might be a mega motor. You might be a mega motor. You are a mega motor. Not might be. You are a mega motor. Well, you know, I think we could ruffle feathers here. I'm just saying if the shoe fits, wear it. But, uh, you know. I get it if you do it every once in a while. You know, if you got to get it, if you got to get some good photos and everything like that, but. Hey, I'm not saying I don't like you. I'm just saying you're a mega motor. Right. No, I, exactly right. And, and that's something that we should say is that, hey. Just because you're a mega motor. Yeah. Just because you're a mega motor doesn't make just, you a bad person. We'll tell some of our best friends that you guys are mega motoring right now. So. Mm, a little bit of. I, I've done a little mega motoring myself. You dang right. <laughs> I've been known to mega motor. Yeah, damn right. <laughs> All right. All right. My turn. Yep. Mine is if you if you go to like out tackle stores and stuff like that just to help people and you don't even work there, <laughs> <laughs> you just like are dying for them to ask you a question or you're just making it loud enough to know like somebody's looking at something and you walk up to them and be like, I see you're looking at that right there. Have you ever used one? Let me tell you something about them. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something here. Actually, what they call a leading expert. Yep. I'm on the pro team. <laughs> they don't know I'm on the pro team, yeah. but, <laughs> but, but uh, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, <clears throat> if you continue to post pictures of the same fish, but different angles for longer than a week, you might be a <laughs> mega motor. That's right. <laughs> that was actually a Craig Oiler sent that one in. Oh, did he? Yep. Hell yeah. yeah. If you continue to post pictures of the same fish, but different angles for longer than a week, you're, you, yeah, uh, you're, you're right in there. You've crossed the line into mega motor land. That is right. That is right. Uh, mine's going to be, if you actually, my next one will be, if you don't know anything about the product product that you are promoting, except that it's the best, <laughs> yeah. you might be a mega motor. <laughs> yep. You never used it. it no. Never used it, but, but you've but it's heard the it's the best. But it's the best, yeah, you know, no, that, because that's what I, that's what I have. So yeah, it's the best. Yeah. Yeah. I've had it. I just got it this fall kind and of, I haven't, I haven't gone out onto the ice with it yet, but right. when I do. To, to kind of go along with that, you know, all the negatives about all the other brands. But you don't know shit about your brand. <laughs> it's kind of a mega moment. It's like, that one sucks because it has this. I would never use that because it has this. Okay, so like, what do you like about yours? Well, it's the best. Yeah, because I got it. <laughs> it's the best, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's, Look at all these other pros that are running. It's the best. I hate to, I, I'm not going to throw any, any particular brand under the bus, but there was an auger company that came out here, I don't know, three, four, or five years ago. And uh, they started getting people on their pro staff before ice season. Oh, yeah. And I, I remember that there was a lot of people that started pushing the this particular brand of auger, and no one had used it yet. <laughs> like, no one had freaking used it yet. And, oh, Jeez, man, you know, game. when I lift it in my garage, it's light. Uh -huh. Like, it's light. It feels heavy duty. Can't wait to punch a bunch of holes with this. Yeah, I'm... That ice is trembling. It knows it's about to get Swiss cheesed. <laughs> All right. Uh, did you go or is it my turn? I just went. Okay. Um, if you're on more pro teams than half of your age, you might be a mega motor. So that yeah. means if you are 30 years old and you're on more than 15 pro teams, you're a mega motor. I dare yeah. say we could do a third. I was going to say, you don't even have to make it a half. I mean, it could be, there's a lot of people that are running out there that, have you i know you've went online before and looked at like ordering a jersey or something like that and they're just like have all these spaces like you could put it's just like oh my god it's like how many spaces does a person need now i can get it like if i guess like the professionals if you're getting all these little sponsorships right. every, every little bit helps but i mean there's some dudes that are just are just going out to fish on the weekend oh yeah yeah and they want to know like they want to have the whole thing and have the stickers like you said all over basically have their truck wrapped and their boat wrapped and they don't even like they're not even on the pro staff for the team no, for, the, yeah. for the people no no it's a it's a different world it, it, it uh um you know i don't know i i still think uh, find a few brands that you like and uh if, if that's throughout you want to be i mean there's nothing wrong with uh being the dude that just goes out and fishes for fun and and uh you know that you don't need to be on a pro staff there's right the some of the best fishermen in the world are aren't representing any brands and there's and yeah and you know and the fact of the matter is there's nothing wrong with being on one either we're just no. having fun with you oh absolutely absolutely because uh, we all know it we all we, when you listen to this and you think about it it's like oh my gosh that's 
Oh yeah, they're mega molten. That's for sure. That's a yep. mega molten. Yep. Just we're just wanting to put a term with with the action. Yep. Old mega molten son of a gun. <laughs> Don't be afraid to use it. It's kind of catching on. Oh, it, it is. is. There's a lot of people that bring up the mega molten. I think we've brought awareness to it. Even like the mega motors are starting to kind of be like, oh, maybe I'm going a little overboard here. Maybe I just need to pump the brakes a little bit. Are you talking about having, uh, you know, group discussions, mega motor anonymous? Yeah, I think we could probably have this. Hi, I'm Matt. I'm mega motor. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Hi, Matt. Hi. <laughs> yep. Just last week, I. It's kind of like those commercials with like. Uh, Just don't last become... week, I sent in twelve uh, prost <laughs> applications. I, I I did. Here's one. Might be a mega motor if you uh, update your fishing resume every other day. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like new picks. New it, picks. It's like the that commercial of "Don't become your parents." And it's just like we don't need a line monitor right now. Yep. I get kind of a kick out of those. Yep. Are we still going here? Or? You got one. I'm. I'm. I've. I've done my five. I was going to. Got one more. I was yeah. going to say if you're still bragging about the bite that you were on back in the '90s, <laughs> you might be a mega motor or a Nebraska Cornhusker fan. <laughs> I we got to get one. I in. didn't say. We got to get one. I did I had nothing to do with that one. So, yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, you never know. Never know what. Uh, You've you've gotten custom rods before by talking smack, and you don't know what's coming next. Unsolicited custom rods. You have no clue what's coming next. Unsolicited. So, I didn't ask for that. It just popped up in my DMs. Yep. <laughs> now, uh, Matt, uh, we got out fishing on Saturday. Uh, went over to Okaboji. Um, you, uh, me, my brother. Uh, did a little bouncing around over there. And, Biggie was uh, over there too, yep, right? Yep, golly, I forgot. I, I don't know how the heck I forgot about that. We we got to dig Biggie out. Uh, if you're following our Facebook page and you saw our story of uh, of uh, truck uh, trying to burn out its transmission and tires, that was our good buddy Biggie. Just being hard on his Just gear. <laughs> damn hard on his gear. There was a lot of people that said, you need some hard on my gear stickers for the back of that truck. And, and uh, I, I've got to agree because... I was smelling the rubber, and everyone uh, within a half mile was staring at us. <laughs> hey, whatever. And we got him out. We got him out. Please, but, uh, please tell me that you or Eric at least once said, maybe give it a little bit more gas. <laughs> we didn't need to because I think it was bouncing off the rev limiter. Yeah. But... Uh, whatever the case, uh, we did have fun. Uh, um, we kind of bounced around, uh, kind of had an idea of where we wanted to be and, uh, kind of bounced around. We ended up talking, uh, to, a to a guy, uh, probably one of the best ice fishermen in the area, if not the whole entire country. And, and he kind of told us, uh, um, we, we had just expressed that maybe we'd be interested in setting up for walleyes, uh, into the evening. And he, uh, he kind of told us a spot that he thought that we should go and give a shot, um, I had a big fish on, uh, Eric had a big walleye on, battled it for quite a while, uh, got it right to the hole. I saw it. I, I mean, I'll, I'll never forget it. And, uh, it was, it was, it was one of the good kinds and, uh, um, got off, but, uh, we ended up catching, uh, quite a few bluegills, caught a few yellow bass, uh, got into a couple crappies. Yeah. You got a nice one. Yeah. I caught my new, uh, I believe it might be my new personal best crappie, uh, I don't know that I've ever really measured crappie before, but I've never really gotten into a whole lot of crappie before. But uh, this one was just a just a smidge shy of thirteen. Yeah. And uh, I know there's a lot of people out there that are like thirteen. Well, no, yeah, thirteen. That's that uh, that's the PB for me, I believe. So uh, whatever, I was I was jacked up, and you know, isn't it, isn't but, it crazy? Like just like the size difference between like when you're when you're used to catching like nine to 12 inch crappies and then a 13 well eric eric caught a couple that was like 10 11 right and you know so mine's like an inch and a half bigger you know i mean i believe eric's was well into you know 11 whatever right i mean it was like a whole different like when when we threw them into the the bucket like there was no like "Mm, you know which one is that big one like it was like i mean it was just one that looked completely different and uh you know i i'm i'm not going to lie to you i was uh i was pretty giddy when i pulled that thing out of the hole and then you start to thinking like if that's what a 12 and 3 quarter looks like and you know there's dudes catching 17s and 18s and 19s right. and it's just like dear 
god like i don't know what i i'd probably have a ramrod moment well right even even, guys guys (laughs) even even like uh 14 plus are compared to that it's just like it's just crazy how much like in a panfish how much like a couple inches difference is you know and how like they get taller they get wider and just they just look so much different it's hard to believe that you know i mean you catch an 11 inch crappie it's like oh yeah you know there's a nice crappie you know there's whatever right and then all of a sudden you get a 17 inch crappie which i've never personally seen in my whole entire life but i mean they they make them right and and they have them around here i mean that's like a freaking chihuahua to a saint bernard it is it is it's just like how is that the same same way with perch i mean you catch yeah you catch a 12 13 inch perch and it's like damn that's a damn nice perch and you think about these guys, I mean, you've been, we've been seeing these people out in like Cascade or up in northeastern South Dakota, and they catch those footballs, and we've done it before, you know, those 14, yep. 14 yep. plusers. It's just like, you're like thinking to yourself for a second, like, what did I just catch? Well, there's people over at Spirit Lake that are keeping nine and a half well, inches. Right. And, and I mean, you know, I, I, just, I think, it, was it Bitter Lake that time that you caught that one that yep. was over 14? Yeah. And I mean, that's probably the biggest perch I've personally ever seen in real life. But I mean, that perch would have eaten a spirit like nine and a half inch. Or like right. I mean, it was. I mean, it would take five of those to to make that perch. Right. It's it, like, it's dear just, God, it's just crazy how the difference that there is in just in just a little bit of you know measurement. Yep. Now, now, uh, obviously, I I I am a live scope owner. I had my live scope down, and and as it was, uh, as we got into the evening, um, it was really kind of fun with that live scope. You know, I could kind of pan out. And I ended up telling you, like, you know, Matt, like, right in front of me, like, you know, six foot. I don't know what it was, but, I mean, fish continuously were were using that as a highway right there. They were. They really were. And so you ended up uh, punching a hole six feet in front of me and and ended up, uh, you know, really marking a ton. And and, and you caught caught some of them, but uh, the bite really died down after the sun really went down for us. It did. And uh, I don't know, we tried glow jigs and... You know that the dark fishing, you know, fishing after dark, that's not something that I'm really used to. Like, no, I mean, neither, I, none of us really are. Usually, it's like, well, okay, we'll fish till dark and then we'll go home. And yeah, we actually up. sat there for about an hour or so, if not even a little bit more than that, right after dark. And yep, one cool thing, uh, um, you know, like I mentioned earlier, I'm not very, uh, not very skilled in crappie fishing. Haven't done it a whole lot. Uh, no experience. And, uh, you know, you always hear about these suspended crappies, suspended crappies. And there was one time where, you know, I'm sitting there looking at my live scope and I'm like, wow, you know, like four and a half feet off the ground, you know, there's kind of something swimming my way. And sure enough, I reel up, I jig right in front of it and boom, it hits it. I mean, just, just like you imagine it's supposed to. And, and sure enough, there it was, you know, that was that 12 and three quarter crappie. And, and, uh, so that, that was really pretty cool. And one of those deals that. For, I, I wouldn't have caught that if it wasn't for the live scope. Exactly. You know, right. you uh, when, when something's six feet away from from me, you know, swimming in suspended like that, my Vexar would have never picked that up. Right. And and by the not, time it would have, you might have been able to try to reel up to it, but it yep. might have been already not interested. That way, you can get it before it even gets there. And right. You you know at first you always kind of look at it on a Vexar. It's like is that interference? Right. You know, you know yeah, I, I you think don't. that might be interference or something like that. You know what what is that? And and by that time it's gone. But you know there too, like you mentioned, to quick reel up right in front of it while it's you know right underneath your hole, you you might scare it off. If you get a super aggressive fish, it might go for it. But uh, right, yeah, not uh, not normally, especially not like with a crappie that you know that's such an you know feeds up like they do right so you're trying to get it up above them and yeah but you know the one thing that uh you know obviously like i said we were using live scope i had the live scope down i was kind of scanning around trying to find different things uh, for us to set up on and you know honestly you know this was an area that was supposed to be holding some crappies and when i scanned around you know granted i i'm sure my settings are not right but I mean, it wasn't like, oh yeah, yep, oh there they are. Like, I mean, it was like, mm, yeah, right. Mm, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Looks like there's a little pile over there. Whatever. But uh, I guess what what we're trying to talk about here 
is uh you know there there's been a lot of scrutiny with with live scope or forward facing sonar in general whether it's hummingbird lawrence garmin um you know there's there's been a lot of debate uh you know it's cheating it's it's uh you know the fish don't have a chance blah 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 and and uh actually our buddy biggie is is trying to start up a tournament in little emerson bay again and uh he's talking about not allowing live scope and and obviously you know there was a lot of people uh on both sides of the fence kind of you know on biggie's post talking about it blah 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 whatever whatever um and uh kind of you know just 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 a good discussion whatever and and so matt and i were kind of talking you know is live if if live scope was more affordable would everyone still feel that way you know right now i think it's one of those deals where i mean more than half the fishermen out there have never been a lot around a live scope have never fished around a live scope and so you know you, you watch a couple youtube videos and it's like oh my god you know like they're just you know you're just going up to okaboji and and searching around and you're finding fish you know 30 minutes and you're on the school and that's that you you catch them all you go home and it's not like that no it's not like that but if everyone had fished around it if everyone could afford it i think people would feel a little bit different oh they definitely me personally so i'm i'm thinking right now like if live scope was four hundred dollars everybody would run it I think so. You know, no one would. would. Everyone would run it. It, it, There wouldn't be people buying, no offense, but no one's going to go out and buy an FLX 28 if you can buy a live scope for $400. You're not going to buy a $750 flasher if you can buy a live scope for $400. You know, whether that's a Humminbird, a Helix, blah, 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 I don't know, whatever the hell them are all called. Right. Everyone's going to pick the live scope. Then after everyone gets out there and starts using these live scopes and realizes sometimes the fish still don't bite, yeah. sometimes you still can't drag down the fish. You know, the best guys can. Colby Craninger and Ben Luderman, they can. They they are well, I mean, they are well-oiled machines. They will find the fish. I think you could jump, drop them off in a mud puddle and they're yeah, going to find the fish swimming around in because there. guys like that take the time to learn the electronics and use them to their maximum potential most of us that are going to buy them or have them don't use them to the full potential they just go out there and how they're set up they're set up and they go and it's like okay i they help you find the fish don't get me wrong i mean it's it it's really opened up a whole new world for us when you put yours down there and we can kind of see and move around to try to get on fish but again I mean, you still, like you said, you still got to get them to bite. And a lot of guys, and you've said it before on here about there is a little bit of delay like yep, in, yep. in there and stuff like that. And a lot of guys, what they'll do is they'll use the live scope to find the fish. And then that's once they find the fish and they're on them, then they'll shut their live scope off because there's some people that feel like that, like the tears, the bite might chase them away a little bit. Yep. And that's when they'll start running their flasher, you know, to because it's so real time and it's right there and they feel like they can catch them better with that way. So it's kind of a multi multi multi-use thing there. But like you said, I think if it was $400, a lot of people would, would probably ditch the flasher and just go with the live scope. If not, you know, if not just go with like a FL 20 FLX 20 or something like that, instead of like you said, springing for the, 28 or the 30 but you're i mean you're still those are still going to come in handy when you're fishing in weeds and stuff like that so but i i just think that if everyone could afford it oh they would they wouldn't hate it no they you know once you own it you don't hate it right like i text you earlier today everybody hates technology when it's expensive but everybody loves it when it's cheap right right they do well and and you know i i I have no issue with biggie well, no. having this tournament well, like at, that that's at, not what this is all about look at the professional muskie tour i think that's I mean, bullshit i know they, they 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 outlawed them after somebody used them legally to win a tournament and then they come out and said you can't use them the rest of the year now had they done that at the beginning of the season and just right from the get-go said no we're not going to allow them but yeah i i just it's, it's a it's a slippery slope here and, and and what I'm going to say is anytime you cap technology, 
you're you're capping sponsors and and you know technology and and you know all, all that the um you know pe- people going out there and using it and and tournaments and whatever that's what breeds innovation oh and, yeah you know it I does. Mean, and and you know we we've talked about it before your grandpa thought you know just a, a vexar you know man that was cheating and now you know vexars you know and flashers are are the norm and now live scopes cheating you know there's guys that still think compound bows yeah. are cheating you yep. know you got to use an old recurve or a longbow right. or whatever like yeah well no offense guys but but you don't get to embrace electric augers yep. four wheelers uh you know flashers in just general the rods and just you, all the equipment that we use yeah i mean if, if you want to stay in the stone age stay in the stone age right. whatever but but you don't get to just you know pick and choose what technology you want to embrace which what is one of the biggest reasons like that the tears people like makes people not go out ice fishing uh cuts a day short you can't go very long out there fishing the cold cold yeah cold all right so then you better not have a shack well and if you do have a shack it better not be an insulated one I mean, yep. because there's people out there that now when it's negative you know it's below zero you can be out in your shack in a t-shirt fishing you know with loafers on and stuff like that the way how warm it is uh, with the heaters and all that stuff that you can put in there, so you can wear I, coats, but they can't be float suits. Can't be float suits. Can't. No, we're not. We're not embracing that technology. <laughs> That's right. I mean, do you get you know? And, and right. I mean, like I, I get it. I get the concern over, uh, you know, this uh, potentially having a, a negative impact on, on, you know, the fishery and, and everything else. And I, I've got no issue if a person wants to have a fun tournament, uh, you know, with, with, uh, you know, not, not having forward facing sonar. I, I get it. Like, I mean, if, if, you know, that, that'd be no different than if a bunch of us decided to go up and go bowling, and decided to, uh, you know, only shoot left-handed or only, or, you know. <laughs> that you had actually had to write the score down that it went to automatically keep it for you? Well, right. You <laughs> right. know, I mean, that's kind of it, you know. But, right. but, I mean, you can do stuff to have fun, you know. You can do stuff to be a little bit different. You can do stuff to try to kind of even the playing field, Yeah. Uh, you know, whatever. But, but at the end of the day, don't do it because you're mad about what the technology is do it just because you know what like let's do something a little bit different here today you know and and i don't know i just i think that that is such a slippery slope and and uh you know i mean the the tournament scenes need need you know garmin and and hummingbird and lawrence to continue to to you know sponsor them to keep things going and and we need that money pumped into the fishing industry and you know the the all these big companies donate big money into conservation oh, yeah. and and whatever and we need that we need we need that uh, stuff to to continue and and that's what keeps our sport going that's what keeps you know can can you imagine you know young kids now uh going out with a dad with live scope and it's like you know there's a whole lot more kids that might be interested in fishing now because their first five times they didn't get skunked you know what yeah. i mean and and uh, i don't well, know and that it, even goes along with the vexlar how much that makes a difference when you're like introducing oh no doubt to it. no and doubt instead of just sitting there staring at a hole and putting a bobber there and it's just like just stare at the bobber and if it moves you know you have a bite but you gotta wait for it to go down and stuff like that so yeah I don't and, know. And what it, it, it's, it's still the, new now. You know, right. I mean, the, this forward-facing sonar, what, five, six years? Yeah. It's, you know, I when mean, did panoptics right. first come out? But, but uh, you know, ten, 10 years from now, it'll be even more normal. And, and you know, the, it, it'll be something new. It'll be, you know, they'll be bitching about something else. But Yeah. Like I said, when I look at it like a video game system when they first came out, people were like there's no way or even cd players <laughs> i ain't gonna pay that much for cd player and all that stuff and then yep. all of a sudden it's like wow you know now that they're affordable these are pretty dang sweet and then pretty soon now it's like a cd player is almost ancient like you don't even see those anymore so i'm pretty sure when the first pl- when the playstation 2 came out yeah i think they were like 200 bucks yeah i think they were like 200 bucks and i don't know what it like a playstation 5 or 6 or whatever they're on now oh, that's crazy, but i mean right. it's like 750 bucks. right yeah like holy moly man <laughs> like holy moly but uh yeah i don't know whatever uh things it, change and and you know i guess uh 
you know, you can embrace it. I mean, nobody's forcing you to do it. I mean, I think it's just a jealousy. I think, I think a little bit has to do like, you know, people used to put in the work to go out there and find spots and find fish and catch them and stuff like that. You know, a lot of like, you know, map searching, all this stuff. And then all of a sudden somebody can come out there now with technology and it kind of shortens that time period up. And I just think it kind of bothers people. Like I just, I don't know. You know I what get I'm saying? That. I mean, I get that. I, 100%. 100. I mean, I get it. You know, now I've got Navionics on my phone and right. I can, I can sit there and look like, okay, oh, okay. right here's, here's contour, point. Yeah, and I will I literally walk right to it yep. and drill a hole right there. But I mean, I was that guy that, that started off with my brother driving over 45 minutes before the sun came up, you know, an hour before the sun came up, getting out on Miller's Bay, drilling holes with a suitcase Chappelle shack yeah. and Walmart rods and, and lead jigs and, and, uh, no, no flashers. And we would literally sit there all day long and eat potato chips and beef jerky. And, and I mean, we weren't even drinking beer like this. We were too young. To, we were too, I mean, you know, it was Mountain Dews or, or whatever. And we would literally sit there until, you know, it got dark again and drive home with two bluegills and one northern pike all the way back to Rock Rapids thinking thinking we had, I right. mean, just, you know, we we had just conquered the Waiting world. Waiting for pro staffs to call you. I, they were. They Companies were calling. They call I, you. Like, I mean, I, I thought that they were trying to sell me uh, car insurance and, and uh, or car warranties, and nope, they were, that was pro staff stuff. But I mean... Yeah, I, I did start that way, but I, I also, <clears throat> I remember when, when Caleb Monte got the first K-drill, and I was like, what a freaking idiot. And now I just can't imagine life without one. Oh, I, and exactly so right. I, I don't know, you either, I don't know, you either get with the program or. I mean, and you can still go out there, and if you want to drill, th- you know, through the ice with a hand auger. More power to you, you know. Oh, well, there's nothing stuff. wrong with those right. people. You, it, do whatever you want. You just can't hate on. Well, that's what I mean. It's like you can't just, you know, bash on something, and it's like saying my stuff is the best and yours is the worst. But you're saying yours is the worst more than you ever talk about. You're your just own jealous because my live scope's bigger than yours. You dang right. <laughs> <laughs> you're a little yeah. worked up about it. I can yeah. see it in your eye. Your live scope's bigger than mine. Yeah. God, I love that movie. Yeah. All right, uh, moving along. Uh, I posted the other day on the Facebook page, uh, wanted to know if uh, the Wonder Bread color was overrated. And and, uh, we had talked about possibly hashing it out last week. We didn't get around to it. So uh, I want to know, Matt, first off, uh, um, let let me set the stage just a smidge more. Um, Obviously, I, I would say you know, everyone likes gold. Everyone likes, you know, they're, they're different colors of, of jigs and, and whatever. But I mean, Wonder Bread is that one that's got a little bit more hype around it than all the other colors. Right. Is that fair to say? It's very fair to say. I mean, when, when there's, when people get talking about colors, Wonder Bread is one of those deals yep. that comes up. And I, you know, obviously the black is black and, and the gold is gold and the pink is pink, but Wonder Bread, you know, that's, that's different. I think it's just fun to say. Yeah. You know, I think it's well, fun it's, to look you, at. It's right, fun to say. say. You got the white with the, all the different color dots. It just, it just, yeah. Yep. So, so, I mean, it's, it's got a little bit more hype around it. And, uh, you know, the other night I, I sent out a text message to Matt and, and a bunch of our fishing buddies. And I asked him, you know, is, is Wonder Bread overrated? And, uh, just kind of wanted to, uh, put the feelers out there, see what everyone kind of thought. And, uh, um, we ended up putting it on Facebook. I shared it into a couple Facebook pages and, uh, I would, I, I think it's fair to say 98% of people felt that it was not overrated. Uh, the, the people were definitely on wonder bread side, but Matt, I want to know what your personal opinion is. There's no wrong answer here. That's oh, the funnest part not. about this. This is an opinion. Do I think it's overrated for me? I think it's overrated for you. It's overrated. I don't use it much. I haven't had a lot of success with it. I guess that maybe it's because of the fact that I haven't given it a fair shake. I have some other favorite colors that I will choose over Wonder Bread. Yep. But I mean, I will use it. I have Wonder Bread jigs, but like you said, I don't go absolutely crazy about it. Now, see, like in a in a tungsten jig, I don't go crazy about it. 
But I do like the pinhead minnow in the Wonder Bread. You color. do? Okay. Yep. And the chartreuse Wonder Bread. I've had success on it, you know, so I'm going to use it. I don't know if it, like, makes a difference. I could probably maybe throw a different color pinhead down there and, you know, they might just hit it just as much, if not more. But, you know, usually I have one of them tied on and I will use it. So, so, so I want to ask you this and, and you, you kind of questioned it there, but I, I'd like, you know, for the listeners to also think about it too, uh, you know, say on a small tungsten jig, say on a pinhead minnow, say on a, uh, you know, a rattling buckshot or whatever in the wonder bread color, say it's the white wonder bread color. Say we took those spots off and, and it was just a white jig, a white, white buckshot. You think you'd have just as much success or does it or do those spots? Now, like Corey Beck told with, with right. uh, uh, macula tackle, macula, right? Yeah. Yeah. And he wrote on, on that deal. Um, I, I believe he actually said, A, it was overrated. But I think he also came back and said that uh, something about the, the spots were points of interest to the fish. Gives and, them a target. Yep. And, and kind of... Uh, um, you know, could, could get them a little revved up or whatever. Um, so, so I mean, I don't know exactly where he was at on that said, uh, one second o- overrated, but also said, you know, give them, gave them a target. Um, I don't know. I, I think I, I dare say, and there was a lot of people saying if it was just a plain white jig or a wonder bread jig, you'd catch the same amount of fish. Right. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know about that. You know, there's sometimes I get caught up on the color of my jig but sometimes i'm more concerned about like the color like if i'm running plastics the color of my plastics more than the color of my jig really yeah okay i don't know i'm a gold guy i run a lot oh, yeah. of gold yep second, run a lot of second gold. best color there is right a lot of blacks and stuff like that obviously we people know that we love those and like to me like if i get wild with it i'll go with like a fire tiger Ooh, so that's but, wild but i mean I don't know. I just kind of stick to the colors that we've had success with and yep. just kind of go from there. But I mean, like I said, you know, some people you might go up to, you might have grown up on a lake or maybe it's the first one you ever fished and that was the color you fished and you just whacked them with it. It's hard to go away from it. Yep. I'm, I'm 100%. Uh, as, as people know, I'm going to have the LBJ on little black jig. And, uh, first on, first and foremost, it's going to be black. Then I'm going to switch to gold. But I would say my number three, uh, you know, if I if I'm looking for a little bit more flash, if I feel that we're in murky water and and uh, you know need a little something extra for for the fish to see, Wonder Bread would probably be my next one up there. But that's that's crazy because if you look at my jig box, I've probably got 25, 30, 35 little black jigs. I probably got fifteen to twenty gold jigs. And I probably got four Wonder Bread. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, I it have. drops off fast right there. Right. But uh, I, I, I don't think it's overrated. I don't think it's overrated. You know, Craig Euler said that his dad says that uh, he'll 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 take any color jig as long as it's Wonder, Wonder Bread. Bread. Yeah. You know, and and I mean, I, I, I think it was high nineties and percent of people that were like, no way. You know, they were one hundred percent for the the. The, uh, the Wonder Bread, you know, it, it kind of is like plastics for me. I know they work. Right. You know, not, 95% of the people in the country aren't lying about it. You know, they're, they're not on pros. They're not <laughs> megamoting for, for, you know, yeah. for the plastics companies. But, uh, yeah, for me personally, the, my confidence doesn't lie there. And uh, so, yeah, it is what it is. That's right. I mean, everybody has their own favorite. That's why there's so many options when you go to the tackle store. Yep. All right, Matt. Um, I think we're closing in. Unless you got something else on the. Uh, no, I, that's kind of <clears throat> not a whole lot been happening besides us getting out the other day. So. Yep. Uh, so I've got a pizza review. Um, it is. Uh, so this actually came from a quick trip. Uh, right. We went to a quick trip, and they had some take and bake pizzas in there. And I know what you're thinking, Scott. This is a frozen pizza review, not a take and bake pizza. Well, what I'm going to say to that is, I believe that this can be classified as a frozen pizza because a, I could bring it home and throw it in my freezer, and then it's frozen pizza. Right. 
but I believe that these are pretty well uniform across, you know, if, if is it Papa Murphy's? No. No, it's yeah, Papa, Papa Murphy's, Murphy's yeah, the, that's the take, take and bake. bake. Yep. You know, when you go there, you customize the pizza to how you want. I mean, you could probably you can, go, yep. you could go to this Papa Murphy's and it'd it be right different there. than that right. Papa Murphy's, than that Papa yep. Murphy's. So, so I'm going to say that this is a little bit more uniform across the way. Now, granted, this isn't going to be the new norm. I am going to try sticking more to frozen pizzas, but this is what I got this week, and I was pretty jacked up about it. It was from uh, Quick Trip, Kitchen Cravings Cheese Mountain Pizza, Take and Bake, uh, traditional crust for meat, and uh, it had uh, Canadian bacon, uh, big chunks of Italian sausage, pepperoni, maybe maybe bacon bits on it too. Let me see, it might even say it. Italian-style sausage, diced ham, pepperoni, bacon bits on top of a layer of mozzarella and provolone cheese, zesty Ooh. pizza sauce on a traditional crust. Whoo, boy. Zesty. Yep, zesty. Anytime it's got the word zesty in it, it's like... I was going to mm, say, you start sweating yeah, a little bit. My ears kind of perked up, and it was like, boy, I could be freaking... I could be Being playing with fire here. But uh, So first and foremost on this pizza review... Um, I'm gonna come right out and say uh, twelve dollars and ninety nine cents. Ooh, that's up We're there talking on the price. expensive. Yeah, that's up this there. is the most expensive pizza I've ever reviewed. Yeah. So uh, um, right there, twelve ninety nine. When you get over ten dollars for a uh, for a pizza that I've got to still do some work on myself, I uh, yeah. I don't know. You you're kind of pressing my buttons there, but meant a lot for me to get this in. I figured I had to pay homage to the boys over in Wisconsin with a quick trip, so I did it. Uh, good toppings, great toppings. I would go as far as to say great, great toppings. toppings. All right. Like we're talking, I'm not a big Italian sausage guy, fan. I just don't really love sausage because it can be spicy. But I mean, we are talking about chunks of sausage, like big as a half dollar. Wow. Like, I mean, we are. Didn't skimp. No, they did not. Uh, good sauce, good sauce. You know, some people maybe would go as far as to call it zesty. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a little messy uh, sauce over the side on and you know onto the bottom. Uh, I put it right on the rack, and you know what happens when the sauce is hanging over oh, the yeah. side and onto the bottom. Gotta Next thing you know, I I opened it up and and you're decided, smoking that pizza. You know, you bet your ass. I had to open up the front door, the kitchen window, and the back sliding door. Turned on the fans just to get some air going through there, or, or the neighbors were going to think I was burning down the house. And uh, so whatever I I. You know, that was another knock there, but uh, the, the crust was good. Fluffy, but had a nice crunch around the outside. Right. Um, you know, so so the knocks are going to be a little messy on this particular one, uh, $12.99. The pros, good toppings, good sauce, fluffy but crunchy crust. Everyone who knows me knows I kind of like the crunch, but ain't nothing wrong with a little fluff. Uh, 7-8. Seven, 7-8. Eight. Seven, eight. Seven, eight. Right, that's a fair score. Good pizza. Good pizza. I would... If if I was in there, I'd get it again, but uh, twelve ninety nine. That just kind of, I no, mean, that's, I, that's I can hard. call down. I can call down to Casey's and get a pizza for yep. twelve. You know, and and probably even a smidge bigger. Right. Oh and, yeah, uh, you could. And uh, you know, whatever twelve ninety nine. That's that's what uh, that's what revved me up. But uh, I do think that uh, good good quality pizza, and so yeah, is what it is. That's I don't know. I've been I've been kind of knocking it out of the park with quality pizzas lately. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna, gonna have, have to, to I, I'm gonna have to go with the Totino's next I week. Say, I actually got a I, I I won't even say the brand, but I I got I got one that I think is probably a premium pizza, but uh, right. I think it's gonna score lower. All right, maybe I need to find some obscure off the wall one for you. Something small, something that it's like ooh, yeah, that's fifty cents at the dollar store or something. If you don't be afraid to uh, review your own pizza. Oh, I will. I will. I just gotta. I'll. I'll, I'll pull the trigger. One like, of these. I don't want to sit here and brag, but I've like eaten at least one frozen pizza for like twelve weeks straight. I know you're a professional pizza eater. You do what you're good at. Being you do right. what you're good at. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Nope. Uh, uh, good news story. God dang it. I know that I had a good news story. Freedom brought to you by Freedom Brew over in Larchwood, Iowa. That's right. Best damn coffee 
Period. 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 This side of the Missouri, this side of the Mississippi, I don't care where you're going. We're not doing period. We're doing exclamation mark. Yeah. Best, period. Damn, period. Coffee, exclamation Exclamation point. Freaking stars and bars. Freaking wave the flag. Freedom brew. The best. Biggie got some freedom brew on the way. God dang it. That was a blown opportunity for me. You should have had him pick you up. Yeah, you damn right I should have. Yep. Hey, Biggie, you heading to Okaboji? Heading through Rock Rapids? Oh, you're going to Freedom Brew? All yeah, right. This you is know what who's I'll over take. in Rock Rapids? Drop it on off. <laughs> Drop it on off. He actually got me some Crafty's uh, root beer brats. So, uh, I, you know, Big, Biggie's done enough for me. I, oh, yeah. I can't ask for any more. Okay, uh, good news story. Matt, do you got one? Yeah, I'm just going to give a shout-out to Ben Luderman and Colby Craninger on That's there. right. Their win on Sunday in the NAIFC tournament over at Okaboji on East Lake. Uh, they got fifth the day before on West Lake. So, you know, just big shout out to those guys. And uh, it's always fun to see see those two do well, especially on their home waters. You know, sometimes people struggle on their home waters, but those guys uh, got after it. So They do good wherever the hell they're at. They really do. They do good wherever the hell they're at. Um, my, my good news story... Uh, um, I, God dang it! I know that I had another one, but uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna send one out. Uh, Robbie Rembrandt, uh, I believe it's his son Ryder's birthday. Yes, it is. Um, and and Ryder is just like doing more outdoor stuff than all the other adults uh, combined. Just shooting, badass, shooting yeah. ducks and yeah. pheasants They're, and deer and bear and whatever. Yeah, it's a bad day to be a wild animal yeah. with Ryder's around. Did you see all their furs from their trapping? This yeah, <laughs> I mean. Yeah. Yep, that was badass. And, you know, we talked to Robbie when he was on the show about, you know, how important it was for him to get kids out and and, and <clears throat> just just a badass. But uh, um, that and uh, I'll, I'll also give a shout out to uh, the uh, Zach Cox, um, another past guest here. Uh, they have the Genzas down with them and Zach had all of his kids out. Yeah. And, uh, all of his kids out. Aaron was out. And uh, I saw a picture of Zach and I think Court both holding up some nice bass, bass and yeah. there was big smiles, smiles and yeah. uh, it's always good to see yeah, a family that basses together stays together yep. and uh yep. you could just you could tell if uh he, he was loving every minute of it no they do it, there's nothing better than seeing him and don holding the bass and they i mean once once they feel that you know the tug is the drug and, right. and uh you know you just don't get that with uh uh-uh. with the rough fish like they're used to catching <laughs> It kind of, I suppose their hand, it kind of just reminds them of their old rodeo days after you get that bass thumb, you know, just kind of from the rope and That's all right. that stuff. So That's right. I mean, you you go to the Cox, the Cox Ranch for the three R's. Rodeo. Ranching. Ranching. And roping. Roping. <laughs> all the R's. All the R's are on the ranch. <laughs> All right, uh, we're gonna call that. Uh, we're gonna call that episode two hundred four. We appreciate you guys uh, for tuning in. Uh, if you haven't, uh, hit the subscribe button, uh, hit the like button, do whatever the hell you do on your particular platform. Uh, as always, we appreciate you guys, and uh, we'll see you next week on episode two hundred five. Later. <laughs>